Joaquin Phoenix clowns around, and Brad Pitt's brooding is out of this world. That and more on today's episode of The Real Review. So stay tuned. Welcome to The Real Review. Welcome to The Real Review, sponsored by Parametric and Lazy Ape Studios, where you get some of the latest happenings, real thoughts, and perspectives in the world of film and television. Everybody, I am here with Joel Space Monkey Cunningham. Trying to... Is that from an ad? <laughs> yeah, yeah is it's, it? it's from a movie. I'm trying to think of what scene that was. Holy cow, I can't even recall that. I it's a pretty like, significant scene, I'd say. Oh, I do remember. <laughs> that was a crazy scene, Matt. Holy yeah. cow. I'm not a space monkey. That's not nice. I'm just kidding. Well, I'm here with Matt. Uh, loves the dumplings. Best dumplings ever. Hey. Dumplings? Sure. Yes. That's from my Abominable? Movie. Abominable. Yeah. Oh, okay. There's a number of scenes about dumplings, which- Great. It's set in, I believe, China. So I think I've sense. had dumplings like proper maybe once in my life. The best dumplings I've ever had were in New York and a little Chinatown tea house place had the most amazing dumplings. The dumplings so, in free New plug York, for them. they have your, <laughs> they have your heart. They have my heart. Yes. They always have my heart. More my stomach, I yeah. would say. Yeah. And a little bit my, I don't know, fattening gut is a little bit what they got as well. <laughs> <laughs> and indigestion. <laughs> and indigestion. <laughs> brilliant. Brilliant. Well, everybody, hey, welcome to The Real Review. Um, so... It's been a couple of weeks uh, since we've had some content on here, but we're just we're stockpiling the reviews. Yeah. We can't wait to throw them at you real throw quick. Throw them all out. At yes, once. exactly. Doing, yeah. And uh, if you're new to the show, just to give you a quick breakdown. The way that it works is Joel's a little bit more. Uh, I'd say either let's say cynical, pessimistic, <laughs> maybe negative. Sure. No, but I'd say more more just like critical. You probably yeah. have more like a, a critical eye towards things and, and definitely lean a little bit heavier being a filmmaker yourself mm-hmm. on the technical aspects of things and you notice yeah. a lot of those things. Uh, I do as well, but not to the extent that you do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then me, on my side, I'm maybe a little bit more um, fan-centered, maybe optimistic, pessimist, not pessimistic, optimistic, <laughs> Uh, like, um, I'd say more like emotionally involved and, and, and I'm always looking at the brighter side of things. If there's something that you are angry about, I'm, I'm sitting here like, well, let me see if I can explain that for (laughs) you. Let's look at the bright side. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Where you're like, I hate the last Jedi. And I'm like, well, let me tell you about why it works. (laughs) And then, you know, let's, let's not get there anyways. But, um, (laughs) so we take our, both of our perspectives and we kind of bring them together to kind of give you something unique to listen to and, and, uh, see Mm -hmm. where you kind of fall in that, in that, uh, Arena, know, realm. arena or yeah. realm or spectrum universe or galaxy. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Whatever galaxy exactly. you fall in. Exactly. Um, so that's how the show works. Uh, but Joel, mm-hmm. why don't you tell people how they can get connected with us? For sure. There's a number of ways to get connected to us. As always, you have our website, which is realremedia.com, and that's kind of like the central hub for stuff. Uh, additionally, we have our facebook.com, which is facebook.com slash real review media. And we'd love to connect with you on there. We're constantly trying to post uh, news articles and things that are, that are happening in the world of film and cinema, big news stuff. Uh, we also have our Instagram and our Twitter, which are both at real review media. And then we have our YouTubes, youtube.com slash real review. We're not posting too much content up there right now though. So I should really stop plugging that. Yeah. Uh, last but not least, we'd love to hear your thoughts and perspectives and your input. We'd love getting those emails. So shoot us an email, real review media at gmail.com. Pew, pew, pew. That was me shooting you emails. <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, uh, 
Oh, I'm getting hit, Matt. Anyways, <laughs> so let's let's just go ahead and dive right in. Let's break it down. Uh, but we're going to start off with the main release that happened this past weekend. It's a big one. And it's kind of a big one. It is Joker. Um, so let's give you the breakdown here. In Gotham City, mentally troubled comedian Arthur Fleck embarks on a downward spiral of, a spiral of social revolution and bloody crime. This path brings him face to face with the infamous alter ego, the Joker, uh, directed by Todd Phillips, written by Todd Phillips, Scott Silver, uh, starring uh, the magnificent uh, Joaquin Phoenix, <laughs> uh, Robert De Niro, Zazie Beetz, uh, Francis Conroy, Brett Cullen, uh, a lot of people, actually. Yeah. So um, this was a pretty highly anticipated movie, I'd say. Um, I, I'd say for me, it, it didn't really, I wasn't really too excited for it until maybe the the month before uh, when I started maybe hearing some buzz about it. I, it looked really good and artistic for me, but I wasn't entirely sure just from the trailer. Yeah. The the thing about this one was for me, at least it, it there was a bit of, you know, idea of what it could be like. Mm-hmm. There was a, you'd hear some trailers and information, you know, stills and stuff about walking Phoenix. And that was going to be this sort of different take. And then it really hit big at the Venice Film Festival. Mm-hmm. Like it won the Golden Lion, which is like their most prestigious thing, and like eight minute standing ovation and stuff. And it hit big. And so everybody's like, there's like a lot of t- anticipation building. <laughs> Who stands for eight minutes? I don't know. They just stood <laughs> just, there. They, they didn't just do anything. Clapping they just and stood, standing they just for stood eight and awkwardly <laughs> stared. And then when they weren't happy anymore, they sat down. Now, it, so it, it did really well there. And then there's all this like kind of recently news media stuff, mm-hmm. people coming out saying political things about it one way or another. But I, for me, it kind of snuck up on me. Yeah. I wasn't really expecting very much. I kind of thought it would be this more indie type fair of, you know, this Joaquin Phoenix telling the story of the Joker and kind of cool other, like a B story yeah. type film. Sure. But it's kind of taken on a different realm yeah. in a lot of ways for me. And it's almost in a way become like the definitive look at how a lot of the events of, you know, Joker and Batman got their start. Yeah. So I, I don't want to talk too much if you had other things you want to say. No, for sure. So I normally like to start out with the positives and and that's 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 what I'll do here. Uh, but because there aren't too many negatives, in my opinion, this movie was actually quite good. Mm-hmm. Um, I think let, let's just start it off with saying Joaquin Phoenix. Uh, I fantastic. I don't I don't have any issues in, with what he was doing, and he just did a really really great job. And mm-hmm. you believed him. He felt so terrible for him in a lot of situations, and so conflicted with his character a lot. And you really kind of went on that journey with him. And that's all tribute to him. Um, I really liked the score mm. and it, it was, it was unnerving. Yeah. Like that was one of the things for sure. When I left the theater, I'm like, I'm going to be humming this score like just, for the next couple of days. Yeah. That, that like cello, whatever that was happening yeah. through a lot of it. It was, it was in- way effective, entirely very effective. Very much was. Yeah. Um, Played at all the right moments. Yeah, it was you know, beautiful. The soundtrack in general was great. Yeah, uh, it was beautiful. The uh, the design, the cinematography, the design though, I will say this: it made it, it was so good because it made Gotham feel so dirty. Yeah, one of the side the, and gritty. It's kind of one of the nice things we've always heard. Not the nice things we always heard. One of the things we've always heard about with Batman films, especially mm-hmm. with Gotham, is like it's such a dark and sad and depressed city, and there's yeah. so many bad things going on. And it kind of tiptoed into a little bit with like the Christopher Nolan trilogy. Sure, but it's always been this kind of like like simplified version of that, mm-hmm. like a very PG version yeah. of that. This is the first time we've seen it where it's like, wow, this is the 
probably the R-rated version of yeah. what this city would be like. You know what I mean? There's like flagrant pornography out there. There's mm-hmm. like gangs of kids running yeah. around and there's all these like violent acts that are going on in random places. And there's like just people that are feeling bad and hating yeah. on each other because of that. And it really felt like this is the Gotham that they've always told us about that we've never actually right. seen on screen. And yeah. and I think they did an amazing job depicting that and putting that on film. Agreed, yeah. Um, yeah, just to the design of everything. Because this takes place, what, it was the early 80s, late 70s? Well, I don't, I had a hard time figuring that out. Because I felt, I felt the like thing about Batman is it's always been kind of, since it's like a different world, Yeah, it's always had this kind of like retro meets modern style. Yeah. Because there's a couple times where like, so like in one of the bathrooms, and I know this sounds like a random thought, but like yeah. in one of the bathrooms, they had a hand blow dryer thing that looked like a very, not very modern one, but a pretty modern Relatively one. Relatively modern. And I don't think they had those in like the 60s and 70s. 1981. Okay. Yep. So there you go. Setting 1981. So it felt kind of retro meets modern a little bit, but it very much with more of a retro style. Yeah, um, for sure. Which I liked. I felt if you're going to tell the story of Joker and, the, and Batman is set more in this kind of modern era-ish- mm-hmm then it made sense that this the setting yeah. would be in that time period. And it very much aided. I think for a lot of us, like growing up in the 80s for me and recognizing that time period, there was kind of a grunginess to a lot of the 80s in, the, in that, that that was the beginning of like certain types of uh, music and yeah. like ways of looking at film and things like that, where there's a bit more of like a grunginess mm-hmm. to stuff, uh, a dirtiness in a certain sense. And so it made sense that it would be set in that time period. You know, if you put this yeah. in like the the late 90s, I'd be like, well, it just doesn't really <laughs> right. fit with that time period as right, well for, for some sure. reason. So I thought the production design was great and I thought that the setting of it was mm-hmm. was awesome mm-hmm. and very much inspired. Um, yeah, as well as just what's going on in the city in Gotham. I mean, in a, in itself, the city was a character. This, this a is the most real life take you're going to get on, it's, it's weird to say, but on a comic book movie, I feel like. Yeah. This is the most... Um, you're not you're not seeing anything like superheroy, and it's it's actually everything is grounded in in real things, you know, yeah. and and is not really taking any elaborate, you know, um, leaps or hyperbole as far as some of that is concerned. Where yeah. you could see something like this potentially happening, like which is sad and and kind of crazy, but yeah, it's kind of like in a sense. I compare it to what we have with the last, with the Logan film. Yeah. It's a, you know, if this were to take place in real life type perspective, mm-hmm. how would this play out? Right. Whereas a lot of the Marvel and DC content is kind of, even though DC is a little more edgy and dark with their style mm-hmm. and their tone, they still are larger than life. You know, yeah. people smashing through buildings. And this one is very much more grounded. Yeah. Not just because there's nobody flying, but, you yeah. know, it's it takes place in a world where you feel like, okay, if I was in this environment, this is probably what I would experience. And the process that Joaquin Phoenix's character is going through is so, I don't want to say relatable Mm -hmm. because it's like, I don't think I could ever do that or go there, but understandable in a certain way. I think the difficulty that a lot of people have with this film, which I'm hearing frequently, is that it's so dark and it's so difficult to watch. And it's because this feels like if you were to watch a person go through kind of this deal with mental issues and how that impacts their life and the dark side of that, this is in a way I feel like very realistic as to how that could go. Right. You know? um, yeah. So, and I was telling you this earlier and, and let me just say, cause I, I don't really have anything negative to say about this movie other than me being the one who's quick to emotions and who has like things linger in my, yeah. in my like emotional core longer than, 
than I feel like the average person does. Um, this movie is fantastic and, and, and brilliant and, and, and a ton of different ways. Um, and it's, it's a really, really like good film if you look at it from that, but I left the movie th- theater feeling very unsettled and kind of unnerved yeah. and, and just conflicted just in general, because yeah. I feel for the Joker, but I don't, I don't condone what he's doing <laughs> and, and where everything like where that leads me to in the end, by the end of the film, I'm like, Oh, I don't, I don't know how to feel right now, you know? Yeah. And that's kind of where I'm feeling because I felt the the violence, the darkness, whatever, whatever people are kind of frustrated about. That's not even the stuff that, that, that got to me. It was more just like the realisticness of, you know, somebody posing that question of somebody with mental health issues and what, what specific to him, you know, that journey takes him on and, and how they kind of tie in real life commentary or like today commentary on some of that, some of those elements. Yeah. And I was like, Oh my gosh, like I don't, I don't just don't, I just felt so unsettled and I can't, I can't reconcile that just yeah. yet. And, and how, how that, like if I could give the like movie a score and then give it a, my, a detractor for right. not feeling good at the end of it, you know, <laughs> <Right. Yeah. laughs> like that kind of a thing. There's a couple elements I play with that were me. One, um, you know, when you look at movies, which very much often the case and kind of has to be the case is you have to set up the rules of the world that the film is taking place in. Right. And with superhero films, they set up generally this world where superpowers are possible, that Mm -hmm. they can happen, that somebody could live in a world where somebody could fly or shoot lasers out of their eyes or something like that. And so it creates like almost a falseness to the film that you know that this is taking place in an alternate universe. This film never does that. Yeah. It always stays very grounded in this is like what Earth is like. You could have substituted New York City. Right. If you took the Joker element out of this film, it would feel like just the story of a mentally deranged person right. and what they're struggling with. Right. And that's what's so crazy about this film and why I think it's so hard to, in a sense, look away from or take out of your brain because it really feels like you're experiencing reality in yeah. a way. The other side of it that I keep saying to people is if they went light on the violence because there are very violent moments that kind of break mm-hmm. out here and there and they're not they're not grotesque. Like and It doesn't feel like they're just being violent for fun's sake. But the violence that's in the film is very real. It feels like if they didn't include that, if they didn't go there with the Joker, then I would almost end up feeling too related to the Joker. You would almost end up feeling like, well, I understand why he's this killer and why he's this crazy man. He needs to, in a sense, in the film world, I think, be that violent and that violence needs to be shown. Otherwise, you end up feeling like really bad for the Joker. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's always been a bit of relatability to the Joker's character. Like even in the Christopher Nolan series, you Mm kind of get that it's like, well, he's chaos to order. He's the the guy that says that like, well, there is no planning. There is no perfect. There is no reality to some things. So why don't we just embrace that? Mm -hmm. So you kind of can understand where he's coming from. But this shows that like, well, where that takes you can go to some really, really dark, yeah, dark for sure. places. For sure. So I enjoyed it on that level. I think. Uh, do we want to get into some like minor? Bad yeah, get things? in, get into okay. the negatives. I think one of the things I didn't necessarily like too much. I I got it, but it kind of dragged out a few times a little bit too much. Was you would have these moments where Joaquin Phoenix character would kind of break into his own sort of world, um, specifically like dancing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or kind of just like laughing, or just like in it sometimes. Perfect. Loved it. Got it. Other times it's just like, if you would cut this off about five to six seconds sooner, I feel like it's slowing the pacing down and mm-hmm. making this feel like 
I just don't know where he's coming from. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And maybe that was on purpose. Maybe they wanted you to feel like you didn't really get what he was doing or why. But like there was like five or six dance scenes in -hmm. this movie. I'm not trying to spoil anything. But like, I don't mean like that everybody stops and starts dancing. You see some of that stuff in the trailers anyway, but it's just, you see those. It just happens frequently. And I'm like, there's a bit too much of that Mm. going on. I think that was one thing, pretty minor. One of the other things that I didn't like, and people are going to disagree with me about this. I know that for a fact. I'm just going to give that disclaimer. I personally didn't like the portrayal of um, Bruce Wayne's dad sure. in this. I, I got why they did that because they were trying to create a very specific tone and feel to the world, mm-hmm. which is that like everybody's corrupt, everybody's messed up and bad. But it, I always felt like what one of the nice things about the film is that it kind of showed with Thomas Wayne in particular that parents that do the right thing, that work really hard, that invest in their children and the world around them, even if that gets tarnished and attacked, if they set things up in a good place, then future generations and future people can kind of move that forward. Mm -hmm. And that wasn't the perspective we got from this film. It almost feels like more of an accident and more of like a, well, a bunch of bad things happen to force one character to go, which would be Batman, into a specific direction. Mm -hmm. I'm interested to see where that story takes them. I mean, this could go in a really dark direction with Batman. I mean, we could see like the killing joke type Alan Moore, really dark Batman yeah. come from this because this is seriously an R-rated type film yeah. and it's more grounded, whereas, you know, in The Killing Joke in a lot of ways is very grounded like that. I'm not saying they should do it. Yeah. Um, but that that kind of hurt my feelings. <laughs> I don't yeah. know why. I'm like, you don't have to spoil a character that had like a decency to them yeah. just to make your point. That's yeah. kind of what it felt like to me. Well, so, I totally get it. Yeah, I don't know if Matt, because Matt Reeves is tasked to do the new Batman movie, Yeah. Yeah. So I don't I don't know if, I don't think that's the direction they're going. I don't in. think that's what they're doing. I think no. it's gonna be unrelated to this. I agree. And Todd Phillips um said they're not doing a sequel to this either. So. Well, we'll see. I mean this is I mean people say things and then change their yeah. minds whenever, I mean, but I this think this was like almost basically sold out at the show yeah. that I went to and I went on a Sunday. Yeah. And it's been doing amazingly well. Made like ninety theaters. million dollars this weekend. Yeah, and I don't think they were expecting that. Mm-mm. You know, this was a kind of a small budget type project. Um so maybe for sure, you know, yeah, if the money's we'll there, they'll probably try and do something. Well, yeah. So if you were to break it down, rank it, or give it a score, what would you do? Uh, I've kind of battled back and forth sure. on this. I really like the film, and I would say that if you're in the mindset where you can see something like this, go see it. Yeah, it's not a family film. Uh-uh, uh, no it's not a Sunday <laughs> sit down and hey, let's have a fun viewing experience. So I'm going to give it a ninety. Yeah, which is an A minus. Yeah. Um, I think just it. There was a few scenes where it felt like it went too, and that's with like the dancing and stuff. Yeah. It went too into the art style, like the artistic, yeah, 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 yeah. like art house type film thing. And if I think it, it it had cut some of that out and shortened it and tightened it, it would have felt a little better. Yeah, you know, I, um, I'm um i right there with you. I, if I were to give it a score, I would give it a 90 as well Okay. with a detractor for me not feeling very happy. After. Yes. <laughs> like not because the film was bad, but because I just didn't feel good emotionally. I was like, yeah. oh, I don't know how to feel right now. But the movie, uh, just in itself, and it's tech, the technical elements of it, the acting, and all the stuff that goes into it was superb. Um, yeah, I again, really hope. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, again, it's not a not a family film, and it's it's unnerving in in, in its uh, just in what it is. But um, yeah, I would encourage if you can handle that kind of thing. It's it's pretty. It's a decent film. It's one of those films where I really hope studios take notice of it yeah and not because well hey it's making a ton of money but because we don't get a lot of these types of films anymore right. where it's really a character driven kind of deep dive into 
a world. Right, and this is not you know? an action movie, guys. Right. Most of the stuff we get these days is like an action film or a comedy or something based upon a pre-existing property that's already out yeah. there. And I'd love to see more of like, hey, let's just do a deep dive into this or into that. Yeah. Um, so who knows? Yeah. I don't know if they're going to do that. And maybe the only reason it's doing so well is because it is the Joker. Possibly, um, yeah. But uh-huh. I think even if they even if they got rid of the Joker connection, this would be an amazing film. Yeah, to watch. So yeah, it's 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 well done for sure. Yeah, but doesn't leave you happy. And no, don't go with small children unless you want to really disturb them. <laughs> I was walking out of the theater with my dad, and I was like, I don't know how to feel about that. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, I'll tell you more about it. I'll tell you more about how I feel later. And yeah, I'm like, like I, I literally said to myself, I'm glad because I saw a matinee. Yeah, I'm like, I'm glad I'm seeing this during the day, yeah. so I'm not like walking out into a dark environment where it's just like. Blah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'm gonna go sleep. It's like no, I still have some time left in the day. I, I got out at like kind of go clear my head. There you go. Yeah. So maybe that was a bit difficult. Maybe. Yeah. Cool. Uh, yeah. So uh, let's let's move on into our next uh, film, which we got to see. Uh, Should we? A week or two ago. We shall. And uh, this is the uh, the broodiness of Brad Pitt that yes. is out of the out of this world. <laughs> and uh, this movie that we're gonna talk about next is called. I'm pretty sure it's just Ad Astra. I think you're right. I don't. I don't know. It's just out of straw. Out of straw. Out of straw. I don't know. <laughs> Anyways, it's Latin for. Um, there is an ad. That's the Latin <laughs> for. There is an ad. No. It, shoot. <laughs> I learned what it was. It's like in into the. Yeah, into I looked the, it up as into well. The, into the something. Yes. Into the ad. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, so Adastra. 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 Uh, let me go ahead and just break it down for you. I'm getting too we'll caught up call it AA this. if you want. So astronaut Roy McBride undertakes a mission across an unforgiving solar system to uncover the truth about his missing father and his doomed expedition that now, 30 years later, threatens the universe. Directed by James Gray. Um, stars Brad Pitt, Tommy Lee Jones, Ruth Nega, and Donald Sutherland, Kimberly Elise, uh, Loren Dean, and a number of other people. Um and I didn't really know much about this going into it. And yeah. the the only, my only curiosity about the film was n- not like the excitement of um, like the story or um, Brad Pitt being in like a space type movie, but it was like just seeing the trailer and I was, I didn't know what the trailer was really, I didn't even really get it, but it looked really cool. Like yeah. the, the images I saw, I was like, that's. That's kind of cool looking. I wonder what what this is about. Yeah, and, very interstellarish vibes. And for me. there were um and there were uh, elements of it that were like oh they're talking about it could mean the end of the world or universe or whatever. And I was yeah. like oh okay apocalyptic. Yeah, <laughs> that just hit that button, so I got to go see it. Gotcha. Um, and but there's monkeys. I will say um I did like this film overall. Mm-hmm. I didn't love it. Um, and I think a big part of it will, I'll explain it a little bit more later comes from my, uh, how I felt emotionally at the end of the movie. (laughs) So, um, yeah. What were your overall vibes on this one? Uh, similar to you, I'm always down for a good kind of like deep dive sci-fi type movie Yeah, where it's kind of like more than just what meets the eye type stuff. And this definitely had that vibe to it, especially when it's about space travel and stuff. I'm, we talked about this. I used to want to be an astronaut and mm-hmm. I wore my NASA shirt to see this as well. So it's like, yeah. yeah. So it's like <laughs> those types of films just resonate with me on a normal level. Yeah. Um, if you're not into space, if you're not into sci-fi type stuff and futuristic tech and things, then probably not going to be up your alley. Right. But there are things that you can connect with the story that totally. I think go beyond that. Yeah. And it's not a film that you just have to be sold out for space travel and stuff, right. but it does help. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so I didn't know too much about it either. I'd seen a couple like mini little ads similar to what you're yeah. talking about. 
the thing with a, a film like this is I realized it kind of on the get-go is like it could go one in two directions. Mm-hmm. It was either going to be like a, a very like cookie cutter, well, they're trying to turn this into this big epic and it's just a very cookie cutter space travel mm-hmm. type film, or it's going to go in the opposite direction. They're trying to market it more as like a interstellar type cookie cutter thing and it's going to go in a very art house kind of vibe. And I think yeah. it went more in that direction. Yeah, same. Very much more of like, hey, let's let's do some deep thinking. There's action that takes place in the movie, but mm-hmm. it's in very sporadic moments. Yep very minimal most of the film is spent kind of in a way inside brad pitt's head yeah like not literally but you're just kind of going with brad pitt and his character roy down this it actually the thing that reminded me the most closely to in a weird way was apocalypse now okay if i was to say like hey take apocalypse now put brad pitt in it and put it in space this is in a weird way kind of what i think would come from that it's narrated sure so the entire movie is kind of brad pitt talking about you know roy talking about his childhood and his father and growing up and he's also talking about you know what the government thinks and what they're trying to do and the way the world works so it's kind of this like it goes above and beyond just the story being told yeah but it's also like a journey film whereas apocalypse now they're going down a river and him he's like going out into space further and further So if you like Apocalypse Now, then this would also maybe be a good mm-hmm. film for you. And I liked it yeah. overall. Yeah, I, I liked it too. And I think it was uh, a lot of it had to do with, I think Brad Pitt did, this is the first time I feel like I've really seen him and it's probably the most understated role that I've ever seen him in. Like yeah. where he's just not, he's not being too of right. any type of character. He's very in his head. He's very, yeah. but like done really well. Like it, yeah. it's not like you didn't get enough out of him. He was doing exactly what I felt. And I, I liked his journey. Um, his overall arc and kind of his realization and come to terms of specific things and events that happened in his life. Um, uh, and let's let's just start with some of the more positives. First of all, yes, I, I like Brad Pitt. I thought he did a fantastic job in this movie. Um, I liked uh, Ruth's character also. Um, just kind of that connection is very little, but it's kind of like curious as to what was going on there. Um, I also liked... Uh, first of all, it looks really good. Like if we're talking cinematography, if we're talking the way things looked, CG, all that stuff, I thought it looked really well mm-hmm. or really good. Agreed. Um, there's actually, uh, one really like the way that it was, the audio was and the sound was edited and the action was edited. It was intense and c- pretty cool. Like it's like a chase sequence on the moon. Mm-hmm. That was really awesome. That was pretty cool. Yeah. And I really like that. Um, it's like. It was weirdly intense. I'm like, how are you going to make a scene where they're riding little slow moving? I know. You know, dune buggies with zero gravity. Yeah. On the, well, m- almost zero gravity yeah. on the moon. How are you going to make that intense? And they, they did. Yeah. And yeah. It, it was good. It was really, really good. It looked yeah. really cool too. Um, and there's this, and it takes place in the future, which is cool. And there's kind of, it plays on this, like, what, what would we do if, you know, if we, you know, lived in different, you know, places, whether it be the moon or Mars or whatever. Yeah. Um, and there's some there's some cool looks into the future with something like that, um, and uh, I, I enjoyed all of that stuff. Um, I was going to segue into the negatives, but what what are some of the biggest positives for you? Visual effects were spot on for me. Yeah, I think like you said, it, it there was maybe one or two moments that I kind of felt like a little bit eh, this feels a little cheap or a little fake, finicky. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for the most part, it, it everything felt very real and felt very understandable. I really liked as well the way that they told the story mm-hmm. in telling it through the eyes of Brad Pitt's character, Roy. It felt like because it's it's just him kind of driving the narrative and moving it forward, it felt like a window into his life. Mm-hmm. And it made the, the, the terms and the ideas 
that he was talking about much more accessible to mm-hmm. me instead of like clouding it with a bunch of story. Yeah. It was just very like, this is where it's mostly going to stay. And you get inklings of like a deeper narrative yeah. running throughout in different characters and stuff. And, and that's cool. Um, I liked the production design a lot. I feel like everything was very weird and interesting. Mm-hmm. Like when he's visiting, you know, minor spoilers and stuff, but like when he's visiting bases on other planets, mm-hmm. you kind of have always seen it as like this very like official, like dirt, dirt, dirt type thing. And it's right. like, well, no, like odds are that it would become messed up and dirty yeah. and flawed. And these are people that are operating these things. So yeah. <laughs> like any government system or, you know, like run thing like this, where yeah. they're in the outreaches of space and there's no real oversight. Yeah. It probably would get corrupted and yeah. people probably would do what they want to do in a lot of ways. So that was very interesting to me. Uh, but that was more like the B plot type stuff. Yeah. But uh, I really, I think one of the only things that I, yeah, well, you know, I, I liked the story that it told. That's mm-hmm. what I'll say. I'm not going to get too much into the negatives. He reminded me, this character reminded me of another character they played. I don't know if you saw it, the assassination of Jesse Eames by the coward. Oh, before. yeah, one time. Yeah, long time ago. very kind of slow character. I don't mean like mentally slow, yeah. but I mean like he's just more purposeful mm-hmm. in the things that he does in this film and it's kind yeah. of like a slow boiling. You know what? And I think that's, that was probably my favorite part of the movie. And it was, you know, my biggest thing is how quickly can I connect to a character? And I was, I was unsure because I felt like I didn't start connecting with him until about halfway through the movie. Yeah. Um, first of all, he's, he's known for, you know, being calm, cool, collected and like just chill. And then, um, and then as he like, uh, and he doesn't, so he doesn't really emote mm-hmm. that much. And then mm-hmm. when he does, tw- as the film progresses, that's when I started, that's when he started roping me. Right. In. And I was like, oh man. Yeah. And then by the end I was just, I was, I was, I was on board with this character yeah. and kind of bummed out for some of the stuff yeah. that he was going through. Well, but. I think, and if I think realistically about it, cause this isn't getting huge, like a lot of people aren't necessarily liking this film the most. Sure. Um, at least according to Ryan Tomatoes. I think that's one of the reasons why it, he's yeah. at a very muted place for yeah. most of the film. And so you kind of have to be on board for that. Yeah. If you're expecting like a really, you know, crazy character yeah. with lots of dynamic range. Once upon a time emotions. in Hollywood. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if you're expecting something like that, then you're not going to get that. You have to be on board with the idea that he's going to be very muted. And they explain it. I mean, he's been on medicine. He's yeah. kind of always had to live this life where he's very muted and because of his childhood and space. And they're always checking on his emotions. Mm-hmm. So... When you see that break, though, it's very rewarding. Yeah. You know? Yeah, totally. Um, but I will say this, and I, I felt like this is kind of ties into that same thing, just to bring it into the negative side of things. I, I liked pretty much every other element of it other than, again, it was just, it was a somber movie. Yeah. It was somber, and there's nothing wrong with that. Absolutely no. nothing wrong with that. People, and that just doesn't make a bad movie, but for me personally, it left me a little like, oh, I just kind of feel bummed a yeah. little bit at think the end of, of it. I, it's a way that I say to people is like, again, Apocalypse Now in Space, but I would say think of a movie where you're going along a ride. You're going into the mental journey of a person mm-hmm. that just happens to be going out yeah. in space to find their father and yeah. mixed with some scenes that are really cool special effects yeah. and action scenes. And if something like that sounds kind of interesting, yeah. then you'll probably like the film. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, a negative for me a little bit. Um, well, I don't know. That I think some of it felt a little bit forced in a certain way. I think with this, with like the, the progress that like this just so happened to go this way and that just so happened to happen that way. Right. Right. right, right. Yeah. yeah. It, the way that certain characters are no longer in the movie yeah. <laughs> at a certain point, you're like, wait a minute. Right. Whereas like <laughs> in apocalypse now you feel like they're, they're struggling to accomplish things in the midst of chaos. Yeah. 
this film feels more like he's lucking out and mm-hmm. things are just kind of colliding and, and coordinating. Like he gets to the spaceship at like the last second yeah. and gets on there exactly right. Or he manages to get to this divot in this, you know, the lunar ray r- rover thing at just the right moment. Or right. there's a lot of like circumstantial, like, oh, that just happened to line up perfectly. Right. Um, there was a lot of that. Yeah. Yeah. And so it kind of removes some of the suspense for me because, you sure. know, it's like, well, it's a suspense, right? But you also know it's going to happen because yeah. it's just going to work out. Um, I didn't like that necessarily. I think also it tried to really move into some deeper territory of, you know, father, son and what that means. And, and it felt very undeveloped yeah. of what that looks like in a boy's life and in a man's life and how that plays itself out. There was a very, a very abrupt way that they kind of drew a conclusion to that relate conclusion to that relationship yeah. in the film. And you're just kind of left going like, I, get it but sure do i get it yeah. at least that's how i felt about it yeah so yeah yeah oh. and it, it's a long it's a long film it is long there's a lot of scenes where it's just kind of him staring and thinking there's and, there's, there's definitely an art element to it and that's yeah. why that's what i think came through a lot in the trailers there's like some really cool shots where they're really playing on the lights and the environments that they're in and all that stuff and um, yeah, and they they draw those scenes out. I mean, rightly so. It looks great, but I I could see how those could be drawn out maybe a little too long as yeah. well. But I think there's not a lot of time cut from this film. No, you know, it's like if this is going to take time for him to accomplish, then they show it taking time for yeah. him to accomplish. You know, like he'll get into a spaceship or something, and they'll show him just w- like floating through long halls, yeah, looking around and yeah. thinking, and you know, narrating and. Or walking in a space station and just yeah. talking and thinking. And it's like, okay, I yeah. get it. You got to have time to develop the story as well as what he's thinking. But yeah, it totally drags. Yeah, for sure. The drags best a little bit. Yeah. Uh, and just a somber tone throughout. Um, but yeah, uh, what would you give it? I'm, gonna, I'm still going to give it a higher one. I'm still going to give it 87. Okay. I, I think it was a worthwhile yeah. film to watch. Absolutely. Yeah. I get, I'm going to give it an 84. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of people that I think are going to watch it and not like it for the reasons that I've said I do like it. Yeah. And also for the reasons that I said I don't. So yeah, for I sure. Get, I get why people would rank it lower. Yeah. Liking film is so, the tension of liking it, you know, yeah. in spite of things that maybe you don't agree with or like. Yeah. Like it's, it's a, well, like it's the, a beautiful, uh, terrible thing. Like they, they pegged it as kind of more of an action-y apocalyptic type film, yeah. but they, the... The action isn't really there that much. The yeah. apocalyptic stuff isn't really there that much. Right. I mean, they talk about it, but it's not. Right. So it's kind of a background driving factor, yeah. but it's more of a catalyst. So it's like, if you're going to see it for those reasons, you're probably going to be really disappointed. Yeah. And they should have really spent more time developing the marketing out as just like a straightforward, like deep dive into human it's a drama in it's, space. It, yeah. So it's a drama in space with action, you know? Yeah. 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 More akin to uh, the Joker than a big budget. Agreed. You know, it's more like thing. the Joker than it is like uh, Interstellar, yeah. which is pretty much like an action with yeah. deeper message. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Um, cool. So let's move on. I'm going to do, uh, just to wrap up things real quick, I'm going to do a quick review of another movie that I saw, Joel, <laughs> and I wanted you to do another quick review of something that you saw. Okay. I'm going to, uh, the one that I saw also was um, Downton Abbey, the movie. Okay? Oh, dear, Matt. Downton Abbey. Oh, um, so proper. <laughs> so I've seen the first four seasons of the show and I went with my my wife and it just felt, okay, so let me just quick review. This is, and I think Saturday Night Live did it best. It's, it's a movie about cleaning. <laughs> um, it's a movie about cleaning and getting ready for the, basically the Crawley family they have and the, 
oh yeah so let me just break it down the continuous story of the crawley family wealthy owners of the long uh, large estate in the english countryside in the early 20th century uh the diminishing like lifestyle of what the abbey provides and then they got to host the king and queen they're coming to stay for a night and the, all the drama that goes up to it which is just basically like their food wait staff and and the cleaning services and how that all kind of fits in but it felt like there was a hundred different um uh story threads and there's too much it was focusing on and it felt like the season finale or series finale of the show and i think it is i don't think they're making the show anymore so mm. it, it felt like the series finale and it was just okay um uh again i think i enjoyed just more going and eating food at the theater and just hanging out with my wife more so than the actual movie itself yeah and um and with that being said i'm just going to give it a, a 74 just kind of like it was okay it's fine okay yeah. um not really not really anything special I didn't know who some of the characters were because I haven't seen the last three seasons. <laughs> who are you and right. what are you doing here? <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> They're like, you have to watch the show, man. I kept leaning over to Kay. I was like, hey, is that person... I thought they died. No, they're not dead. Okay, cool. Okay, so anyways, I didn't know. They're still cleaning, man. They're still cleaning. They're still offering the the service. There's like maybe buy that Dyson or invent that. There was one part in the movie where I laughed out loud, but that was about it. Um, and it was just fine. It It seems like a movie where you watch and you're like, ooh, this is so. If you're a fan of Downton Abbey, go watch it. If you're not a fan, don't watch it. Easy. This is literally what it seems like to me. It seems like a bunch of people that are like uppity. And but you're enjoying the fact that at times they're less uppity. Yeah, right. And then you're like, ooh, he's not being his normal uppity self. And these rich like people are having some serious drama right now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's like, ooh, dear. Yeah. Like that. That's the whole feeling I would get the whole movie for sure. Well, it was okay. Yeah, it's fine. But um, Joel, yes. you saw another movie. I didn't get a chance to see. Break I it down did. for us. Yeah. So I saw Abominable. Well, I'm not going <gasps> to give this one. I'm not going to give this one a long review. I looked up, you know, the synopsis for this on IMDb. Hilarious because it's like pretty much exactly what you need to say about it. A magical yeti must return to his family. <laughs> that, <laughs> that's the synopsis. I couldn't have said it better myself. Uh, director Jill Colton and Todd Wilderman. It's got a number of voice actors: uh, Chloe Bennett, Albert Tsai. Uh, Joseph Izo, Tenzing Norgay Trainer, probably to me the most recognizable uh, is Sarah Paulson and Eddie Izzard. Yeah, I think the standout for me in this film was Eddie Izzard. He he was on the verge at when he when you first meet his character in the film, on the verge of being annoying, like annoying and like maniacally bad. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but they actually go in a very strange direction with this character, where yeah. he turns out to be more relatable and understandable. And I really like that about him. That's awesome. As far as the actual film goes, I don't have much I can say about this, except to say that if you're a child or you're a child person at heart, yeah. you will probably enjoy this film. It's getting good reviews. It is getting very good reviews. I will also say that it's not getting as many reviews as some of these other films. Right. So like on Rotten Tomatoes, it only has... Uh, 111 credit count and a 4,000, like a 4,500 audience yeah. member reviews, which like the Joker, for example, got like over 20,000. So, and I'm that not saying, audiences are liking that way more than uh, critics are. Yeah, yeah, it's one of those films if you want to just sit down and kind of get like it's it doesn't go to the depth or level of intensity as Pixar. Sure, but it feels like it's trying to get there. Yeah, and almost like if on a scale of one to ten of like full Pixar level of like up. <laughs> this gets yeah. to like a 7.5 sure. as far as the emotional relatability yeah. level. Um, there is some moments and dialogue and things that just feel very, and I don't want to say this like, it's kind of a pun, but it feels very foreign to me. Sure. It kind of felt like they made a foreign film and then ported it for American audiences. Yeah. I don't know if that's exactly the case, huh. but there's just some sensibility and things where it feels like, I feel like if you're Chinese, that's going to be really funny for you. Mm-hmm. But for me as an American, I just don't, 
get it quite the same way, like with the family relationship and the way that they interact with each other. Right. Um, but it wasn't bad. I wouldn't say that it's like the worst film of the year at all. It just kind of like it. It's I saw it and now sure. I forgot about it. Yeah. You know, I could go into more detail, but I don't think it warrants it. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna give it a 76. 76. Okay. Yeah. So C C ish kind of range. Sure. If you've got a young child, if you've got a kid, there's probably maybe like one or two scenes of actual peril in the movie. Mm-hmm. There's nothing inappropriate or bad about it, except yeah. for maybe some like disrespectfulness to each other and yeah. you know telling jokes. But it's it's a great kids film. Okay. Family film type That's thing. Cool. It's good for like a long road trip. You need to put a movie on. Boop, just pop it in. Good to go. Right on. Yeah. Sorry, Super cool. Burping. It's all good. That's it. Love it. That's it. <laughs> um, cool. Well, yeah, we kind of uh, blew through those uh, reviews real quick, but um, got uh, a little bit deeper on those first yeah. two. I don't even know. I'm going to list those in the title. Right. It's all good. People reviewing you know, them because it'll be a surprise. Yeah. Bonus feature bonus. for y'all who listen, all right? Bonus reviewers. Right. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, so guys, thanks so much for hanging out and, and listening in. Um, and just a couple of ways to remind you to connect with us. You can do that through our website, which is realreviewmedia.com. You can uh, connect through all of our socials through there, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at Real Review Media. And uh, look us up. Connect with us. We'll be updating as much as possible just as new uh, movie stuff comes out. And um, we'll go from there. But do you have anything else you want to add, Joel? No. I'm trying to think of what next big one coming out. Gemini Man comes out this week, and I'm not really excited for it. (laughs) Yeah. I like Will Smith, but I don't know. It just doesn't look good to me. Yeah. I feel like he's jumped the shark on himself. You know, he's like, we need more Will Smith because he's popular. Let's put him in the movie like eight times now. That's kind of what it feels like. I know it's in the book. It just, that's how it feels. There's a book? I didn't know I believe it's based on a book or or a comic book series or something like that. Yeah. Well, that's cool. I will look it up real quick if if you actually care to. Are are you looking it up? Okay. Yeah. Well, let me tell you a funny story, folks. Um, so basically uh, what happened- And it's a book. Um, yep. It's a book. Okay. Yeah, it came okay. out in 1999. 1999 book. Awesome. Well, yes. um, if there's not anything else, Joel- Nope. Um, then everybody, thanks for tuning in. And uh, it's been real. It's been real.